Hello, welcome to Local Anesthetic Podcast, the most trusted name in local news. My name is Alex and this is Rob. Hello, folks. And this is episode... 217. 217 now, thank you. Are you sure? 217. Mm, I think so. We think it's 217. We should know, but we don't. Um, of, <laughs> of Of this podcast. And uh, we welcome... Old listeners and new listeners, we welcome everybody, don't we, Rob? And this is a podcast all about local news, weird, funny, sinister, strange local news. We do it all. And as usual, we'll be having a listener story this week. Uh, somebody hasn't submitted a story before, I understand, Rob, but we'll, we'll save the surprise till later. That's right. It's a long, it's a long time listener, but first time submitter. Um, there's been quite a lot of activity, I, I uh, like to say, on, on Facebook and Twitter, which we always appreciate. Um, I don't. Uh, well, no, then because you don't leave us alone. Right? <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. Okay. Uh, two eighteen. Apparently, this is episode. Oh God! <laughs> it's episode two hundred and eighteen now, which is really unfortunate because somebody could be like listening through them all and will have already switched off, thinking oh, I just heard that one. Yeah. Well, hopefully they would know from the intro that maybe that. Wasn't I think you're asking a lot. Yeah, possibly. Um, yeah. So there's been a lot of uh, well, a lot going on on Facebook and Twitter. So thank you so much for engaging with that. Um, just to say, we've had a lot of listener submissions for features at the end of the podcast, which obviously we need to go through and try and... I mean, there's we've probably got about five or ten, to be honest, so we need to actually sit down and work out what to do. Even if we do, we could do... Five or ten what? Sorry, I switched off, Rob. <laughs> features submitted by the listeners. Oh, really? When can, when can we go through these, these well, ideas? I don't know, whenever. Can we, can't we do them now? Uh, no, because I've got I've literally got so much to get through, we haven't got time. So will we have time later in the podcast to go through them, or shall we save it for next week? Let's save it for next week. All right, because I really want to know what the ideas were. Yeah, and that, that, let's do Because what I'll do is I'll, I'll make it more concise, because there's a lot I need to Basically, digest. you're ill-prepared. Uh, well, I mean, like I said, there's, there's a lot been going on. Um, Jennifer's got back to us, by the way. Because I, as I said, I, I mentioned to her that she hadn't actually referenced the pilot episode and whether she actually wanted it. And uh, she said... Um, Oh, the pilot episode. You're asking if I want to have the benefit of hearing you at your worst or cutest. That would be lovely. Well, hang on. It could be hearing us at our best. Well, is it? Yeah, I, I thought uh, it was good, uh, Rob. I'm not sure. Well, we would, well, it must have been good. I thought we would have decided to do a podcast off the back of it. Yeah, that's true, I suppose. Um, also, I've noticed that you haven't asked me what I do, so I'll tell you. No, no, don't tell me. Tell no? me. Let me guess first. Okay. So Jennifer, she lives in Seattle. And she she's been offering to make... now. Because so, she's offering to make this database for us. I think she's somebody quite, like, um, it could be like something along the lines of an accountant or somebody who works in IT because she's obviously very, she's obviously good with doing spreadsheets. I cannot believe that she, like, works with, like, cuddly animals or something. I think it's something, I get the feeling she's quite organised. She's very efficient. She likes things to be ordered know where everything's going sorry just just stop one there I realised that uh, I, I, I misread that sentence and she says you didn't ask me what I want not what I do um, She, in terms of what we uh, well maybe we can okay so get back to us and tell us what you do do and I'm going to call it now go on no, but do you see what I mean because she is very like you know everything needs to be organised yeah, we're going to get fair, it all fair. I get the feeling she might be like a I want to say maybe like I don't know I don't think she's a financial advisor Oh God! Do you know what? I'll have a think, and I'll save to you next week. But it's coming. It's coming to me in the ether. But the spirits aren't yet. They're clouded, drop. Okay. So I have enough crap in my house from what we call dollar stores. So no thanks on that. So my suggestion that maybe we should get some shit from you know. A, a I love that. See, this is what I mean about her. There is no bullshit with her. No, she, she, no beating around the bush. This is my type of lady. She just says, you know what? You know you're thinking of sending me a gift. I don't want it. So she actually told you to fuck off. No, no. no. She says you didn't ask me. However, she says I'll tell you what I want, and she wants. A sixpence. 
What the fuck is that? It's a sixpence. It's an old coin. It used to. Where are we going to get that? Destination. You can. I've had a look. You can buy them off Amazon. And how much are they? Uh, well, it really it depends on the rarity of them. I mean, there's someone here for. No. Yeah. Okay. What's the standard know? sixpence? Well, it really differs. Maybe like a couple of quid. Okay. So we're going to so get her a sixpence. Can, I can do that. I'm happy to do that. Um, well, just so you know, most people, ordinary people in the UK like me, don't even know what a sixpence is. But yeah. You're welcome to have one. She did say. Um, I know they're out of circulation, but if you you and your mum has one, that's what I'd like. Otherwise, a pound. Uh, are they notes or coins these days? I'm sorry, Jennifer, pound notes haven't been around since the 1970s. And I personally miss pound notes. I've said many times... Do you I... remember pound notes? Yes. That's before they my were time. brown. <laughs> Lovely piece of trivia. I would get rid of coins. Would you? Because I, I like the fact that in America you have dollar, dollar bills, and I would have... Pound note, I would have the pound note back. I'd, you, I've said for years, get rid of two P's and one P's. Right. Get rid of them, either round up or round down. We don't need two P's and one P's. Okay. If I have a two P and one P in my pocket, I don't obviously throw it away, but I'd shove it like in a jar or whatever, and then I forget about it for years. I don't want them. In fact, I'd also get rid of five P's. So I'm saying that everything this should be... This is quite be, revolutionary, Alex, no, I must admit. Maybe even 10 P's. So the, for the coins would be 20p, 50p, a pound. Right, okay. And everything should cost... In that area, there's no need for anything else. I know that Scotland still have pound notes, actually, saying that. So, we, I'm, I bet we very rarely see them down here. Yeah, but a pound in Scotland is worth nothing. <laughs> okay. Now, moving on to another email. So, this is uh, Ben has written to us, right. which he hasn't done for a long time. By the way, Jack has finished his. Ben in. Ben in. Ben in. Ben in. Ben in Sydenham. Yeah. Ben, ben Halif. Ben Halif. Ben from Halifax. Yes. Who lives in Sydenham, but one not time, anymore. But, but at one time lived down in Brighton. That's right. So he no longer lives, lives in Sydenham. Oh. And that's why he's emailed us. Also, by the way, Jack has finished his Asian sex tour, and apparently he's going to the Mediterranean. So but <laughs> to finish off. <laughs> Apologies. Well, well, how does Jack afford this? I don't... He's working out there. He's a teacher. I think he's a teacher. Jack, tell us. I think I'm sure he's a teacher. I hope he hasn't left. Had to leave Asia and like discredited on some cloud. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's not true. I'm sure he's leaving his own, of his own accord. I'd like to retract those Before alleged remarks, Jack. He's a fine teacher, I'm sure, and doing great work. I'm so, sure. no, are you saying we're going to get no more stories from the <laughs> Tokyo Reporter? No, unfortunately. Was it called a Tokyo Reporter? It was Tokyo Reporter, yeah. With the bullet holes. With the casual racism. Uh, yeah, no, uh, as far as I know. I mean, he, may, he can still look at the paper, so mm. you never know. So, hi Alex and Rob, apologies, it's been ages since I started. Sorry, to be clear, stories. this is from Ben. Yeah, this is from Ben, not from Jack. Main reason is that I no longer, uh, I no long, I'm no longer in Sydney, but now located 250 miles away in the Calder Valley between Leeds and Manchester. Can we just, I like sometimes to dissect these emails. Yeah. The, the reason I haven't emailed you is because I don't live in Sydney anymore. Makes no sense. <laughs> haven't he picked up that this is a, although it's about local news, it's about nationally, and people email from everywhere. You don't have to live in Sydney to email us, Ben. Alex, he, this is a major upheaval. He's obviously moved. and Or, so or he's time. obviously moved or has been moved. <laughs> Witness protection programme, Rob. Right. Ben is under the witness protection program. Right. So so far, you've you've alleged that someone has been has been asked to leave a country for possibly no, sexual offences. No, I did not say that. <laughs> and no point did I say that. I said he might have left under a cloud, like it might have been rainy that and day. And apparently, this uh, the, uh, Ben has been forced out of London under witness protection. <laughs> no, not forced out. He's been offered that move to protect his identity right. from from have a go hooligans. Well, it seems stupid that he would email a podcast to tell us where he'd moved to. Well, yeah, but Ben's a pseudonym. I think he knows something about the um, the bank heist. No, not the bank heist, the jewellery heist that happened in Hatton Gardens. And he's been moved there under the witness protection scheme. Haven't they all been caught or, and, and prosecuted? Yeah, he's a witness. 
Yeah, but I think they've been convicted. There may be other people under investigation, Rob. Right. So I did the middle class invader thing and sold my shoebox flap uh, that myself and my girlfriend were crammed into and in the process of buying a house in Hebden Bridge. And now Hebden Bridge, if you don't know, is in Yorkshire and it's very, um, it's very, uh, what's the word? Not hippie-ish, but it's very gentrified. Since so he says, C G B T G LGBTX. It's in, in Yorkshire. Oh, right. So he is actually going back to somewhere he knows then. Because otherwise, this to me no, no, quite... His, his surname is Halifax. Oh, right. Yeah. I said earlier, was he from... So he was from Brighton originally, wasn't he? And then moved to Sydenham. Yeah. So he, he says in regards to Hebden Bridge, see LGBT friendly, organic, knit, knit your own yoghurt type place. Which is actually very beautiful and nice. Is there an episode title in there, Rob? Possibly. LGBT friendly, organic, knit, knit your own yoghurt type place. <laughs> Yes, and I think I think he put that in, hoping that we'd spot. That is a beautifully crafted sentence, Ben. True. So he said... All this will disappear once you live in Yorkshire, because <laughs> the language there, I have to be honest, is rather rudimentary and quite crude. Okay. I've decided to no longer submit stories from the Evening Argus, or the Brighton Argus, or the West Sussex News. I've now been focusing on the Halifax, the Halifax Courier and the Yorkshire Post. Hopefully, won't conflict, conflict with any other listeners. Rob, are you sure that he wasn't ever lived in Halifax? No. His His, na- no. <laughs> I'm, I'm positive. Also, he's saying to us, he used to submit stories in Brighton Argus. Um, and he's given, he's given us two stories, which won't feature this week. Um, but then finishing the email, keep up the good work. I'm glad you're both still going strong in episode 216 after seeing Alex's post in April 2012 on the Sydney Town Forum advertising a new post. Can you can you remember that? Is that how he found us? Yeah. So it was worth us doing that. Yeah, he's the only person who found us on that fucking <laughs> forum. And the rest is history. Cheers. Ben Halifax, near Halifax. <laughs> right. Okay, great. You realise we've taken ten minutes so far of this. I did say there's a lot to get through. Hey, anything more? Uh, well, I've got a spam email, if you like to do that. Yeah. I got this just before we got here. Um, well, is it spam? I don't think it's spam. I think it's a genuine error. Do you think? Yes. Well, it's from Dave Richards. Yeah. Which, again, doesn't really sound like any of a yeah, spam. There's no reason for this spam email. I mean, read it out for the listeners. It just says, yeah. hello. I'm in need of plumbing services for my two sites. I received your email from a friend. Please get back to me so I can give you details regards, Dave. What would be the purpose of this phishing? I think that's a genuine email. Somebody's very confused. <laughs> Should I say, Dave, well, I'll pop around in a couple of hours. Can you just give well, me an plumbers idea? Plumbers can is? make quite a lot of money. We could make we could make something off it. Do you know anything I about th- plumbing? Not really. I think it became quite apparent I think quite I, quickly. I think the two of us together could make a fist of it. No, he's, he's asking for plumbing services. <laughs> well, we'll throw that in there. Right. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Can, can we get on with the yes, fucking please. podcast then? Right. I have got... I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't want to say yet, but I believe every single one of my stories is in the same way animal related. Right, okay. Which is, and that's been a long time since we've had yeah, every is, story yeah. be animal related. So here we go. This is down from... This is from the Bournemouth Echo, 26th of July by Jade Grasby. Trout with cigarette in its mouth posted through shop's letterbox. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A shop owner smelled something fishy. Yeah, 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 yeah obviously. Yeah. Yeah, after discovering a trout with a cigarette in its mouth being posted through his letterbox, Darren Burns, who owns Safer Sigs in Blandford, which is obviously an e-cigarette shop, fell hook, line, and sinker with yeah. a practical joke gone wrong. He opened up a shop on Sunday morning to be greeted by the strange sight and smell, and was initially concerned it was a red herring for something more sinister. I don't know it's a practical Sorry, joke. Sorry, you've missed the. Well, let's get into it. But you've missed no, the it's other just, pun. This is a stream. Of I puns. had absolutely no idea what it's all about. He said. I first of all checked the CCTV and the more I watched the footage, the more sinister it looked. The guy who posted the trout was checking around before he did it, almost like he was targeting us. After posting the CCTV images to social media, Darren was able to find out who was responsible and why they carried out the bizarre stunt. Right. 
He also spoke to police about the incident, although no further action was taken, as they had bigger fish to fry. Oh, for God's sake. When the, guy go. spoke, when the guy spoke to me, he seemed totally genuine and was very apologetic. It was a practical joke gone wrong. His son was going to switch to vaping, but it's still smoking. Do we want to dissect this, Rob? What is, right, first of all, what was the practical joke, and how did it go wrong? Did he mean to post a, a trout through the letterbox, and it somehow ended up with a cigarette? What, how did, what was the prank, and how did it go wrong? So, Help me. His, his son was going to swap... So the, the guy who committed the prank... His son? His son was going to switch from cigarettes to vaping. So the father decided to go to the owner of the vape shop and post a fish for his door with a cigarette in the mouth. And how did, and how did that prank go wrong? I've literally no idea. Well, uh, nor do I... Okay. Does they, it not say? Okay. They had been fishing that morning. Right. And thought it would be funny to put a trout in my letterbox and take a picture. However, the trout ended up through my letterbox. So he meant to he meant to put the fish, like, sort of half in the letterbox, I guess, with the cigarette out of his mouth, take a picture and send it to him. But the fish, being slippery, ended up slipping through the letterbox. What, what, why, why, why did they use a fish? Just because they went fishing that morning. Yeah. Also, are they friends with this guy? No. The smell of so rock. they found out where he lived and no. posted a fish for his door. It was his vape shop. Oh, I see. Right. Okay. The smell of rotten fish in the shop didn't do us any favours, but he came into the shop and gave my wife some flowers and a bottle of wine and £200 to cover the cost of cleaning. This is fucking stupid. <laughs> I agree. Do you want to hear another stupid story down yes, from please. Bournemouth? The next day, right. 25th of July, I don't know if it's related. Fish posted through door box. Uh, no. no. <laughs> door box? No. Dead fox and pile of worms left on shop owner's doorsteps. <laughs> Is it the same shop? <laughs> no. <laughs> Two shop workers have spoken of their disgust after dead animals were dumped on their doorsteps. Irina Stadley, manager of Age Concern, Age oh Concern, my God, what? in Tuckton Road, was horrified to discover a dead fox in a bin bag which was left outside the charity shop. So Rob, was that a donation? Could be. Or maybe some strange metaphor. I thought you'd like this dead fox. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a nice gift. I've been working for the charity for five years. I'm no stranger to strange things, but I've never come across anything like this. Don't maybe, come across a dead fox, love. Maybe they thought that the, the charity shop can make it into some sort of like throw, not throw, what's it, what's it called? Fur. Fur yeah, um, there's a special word for it. I can't think what it's called. Ladies have them around their necks. Yeah, fur, a fur, a fur. Yeah, I don't know, I can't Yeah, but maybe that's what they thought. They saw a dead fox in the road, it had been hit by a car, they thought, oh no, I'll put it in a bin bag, leave it outside the shop, and that'll sell for a tiny sum. Well, she said, at first I thought it was a toy, but then there was a strange smell and I realised it was a dead fox. How quick, surely if you open that bag, that's, that smell will come out quite quickly. <laughs> it's unbelievable someone would leave it outside our shop. Mike Keaton of nearby Tuckton Barbershop right. is not sure if he was the victim of a practical joke or something more sinister after a pile of lugworms was posted through his letterbox. Now, I'm sorry, have neither the journalists here or the police, given that these stories are two days apart, made the obvious connection? This is two places in the same... One person has a dead fish with a figure in its mouth posted through their letterbox and yeah. the Tuckton Barbershop has some a pile of lugworms. Can I also say Do you use way? lugworms in fishing? That's exactly... I think I have a feeling they're, they're used as bait. How can... What are these people doing? We've just, we've just solved the crime. But also, <laughs> this father and son must have had a hell of a day. Because <laughs> we found out they've been fishing. Okay, they must Hang have on, we don't, we don't know that they Killed and sexually messed the fox. <laughs> Hang on. Lugworms or sandworms are large marine worms commonly found on the beach at low tide. The force of the delivery, Rob, had damaged his letterbox. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't know if that's a euphemism. Do you, do you not find that sentence funny? <laughs> well, yeah, because it could be euphemistic. Yeah. Yesterday, the Daily Echo reported that a shop owner in Blandford found a trout and a cigarette in his mouth on his doorstep, so they do make a connection. Yeah. So that's that. Yeah, lugworms, lugworms are used as bait, by the way. 
Well, I'm sorry. Somebody needs to be looking into this. Um, I think I think the basically the fox was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Just saw too much. And last animal related story, Rob here. Again, tragic, really. New shopper, 27th of July. All these things are happening around the same time. Yeah. Uh, by nobody. Um, wildcat wilderness. Wildcat wilderness bees killed by vandals in Catford. Sorry, what? Wildcat wilderness built bees. Wildcat wilderness bees. Right. Okay. Oh, bee talk again. Killed by vandals in Catford. Right. Vandals have smashed up a beehive and drowned bees in a wildlife haven, and now the bees will live in a cage to stop future attacks. <laughs> Oi, Daryl, let's go out and drown some bees. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, bee! <laughs> how, how empty was your life? <laughs> also, how long did it take to drown a bee? <laughs> That's the question I thought we'd be asking myself. Uh, if anyone knows how long it, does, it takes to drown a bee, especially more than one, I mean, yeah. seriously, that's really quite pathetic, isn't it? I agree. The wildcat, um, the wildcat wilderness of Riverview Park, Catford, was broken into on July 1st, July 4th, July 5th, and what? July 8th. <laughs> if this had happened at Eagle Heights, Alan Ames would have shot them already. Yeah. An attack on July 3rd for one colony of bees destroyed with all the bees drowned. <laughs> See, this to me is like a day-to-day story. Yeah, it really is. Other hives were flooded with water. The attackers have been identified. Wildcat Wilderness Project Coordinator Maria... Devereux said, I still get emotional now. I was terribly upset as a beekeeper. We have a responsibility to keep them all alive. What got me was that they drowned them. They purposely got water and tried to drown the bees. It's really malicious and thought out and just plain nasty. I would say that these individuals have an average or lower than average intelligence. We are very keen to turn this negative into a positive, which is what all our fundraisers are about. (laughs) So you can now buy lovely jars with low dead bees. Each hive had its own personality and we lost one completely. The other two will be able to rebuild. We're absolutely delighted the community has rallied behind us and we have smashed our project. Unfortunate choice of words there. That implies that they've smashed up the beehives. Yeah, but they had to get the water out. We'll be able to run a substantial programme going forward. Local artist and welder Rachel Burnett will build the new bee cage and the community will be able to come up with designs for some of the panels. Can I just say, Rob, off air before this podcast we were talking about gentrification. Mm. Now, Catford is a place you used to have a gun shop and we've talked about it before, and in the window of that gun shop was a silhouette of a man with a target over his chest. That now, I believe, is a small cafe that does poetry readings on Thursday nights. I can't believe that Catford has a place that houses bees where there's a local artist who is going to come up, who's going to build a new bee, bee cage, and people in the community are going to come up with designs for some of the panels. This is not the Catford I remember. The Catford I remember would have... Would have well, well I, what would they have done? Well, I can imagine, see, I think there's still a possibility that people of Catford, someone is going to get locked in that cage and be stung to death. Mm. After the destruction of the beehives, an appeal was put up on a charity website, localgiving.org, to raise £2,500 for the bees. The money will be spent on an £850 apiary cage to prevent future attacks, £250 for a new hive, and £100 for a new colony of bees. £400 will go to increasing security on the site, and £900 will be used to launch Project Buzz an initiative to engage local youths in beekeeping by luring them in with hard drugs. The, sorry, that, that bit's not true, but it is called Project Buzz. Right. The appeal is at £2,919 so far, £419 over the initial target, and still has 44 days to go. Anyone, Rob, including you, who'd like to donate to the Wildcat Wilderness, I don't know what wildcats have got to do with bees, but anyway, should go to HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash local giving dot org forward slash appeal forward slash be appeal forward slash can I just say that uh, Shay is going to be delighted by this? Why? Because B talks on it's, it's, it's taken off again. Good point. Three comments. Miss Re- Miss Rain says, "Who did this and why?" 
Um, Ogun quit 45 says, we can only hope the fools who did this realise we need bees to pollinate plants and feed us, even fast food. And a highway warrior says, mindless morons, hope they get caught and punished harshly. I guess the harshly, I guess the, the appropriate punishment would be death by a thousand bees things. Yep. I, I think that's uh, exactly what I deserve. Yep. Okay, Rob. You got a story for us there, my friend. Yeah, two stories. Now, I've been going back and forth about this story because it's... Is it delicate, Rob? No, it's just nowhere near topical. The story's from 2002. So? Well, it's also not a local news story, technically, because I couldn't find a local news story. So this is actually from The Telegraph. Were you struggling for stories this week, Rob? No, I wasn't. I had a few, but this is just such a good story. Then you, then that, that, that's a litmus test, Rob. Okay. So this is from Christmas 2002. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, it's by uh, David Stapstead. And the headline... What paper? David, oh, tell uh, Telegraph. Telegraph, right. yeah. Court refuses trial by combat. <laughs> How did you come across this story? So it's another story that I've, I've uh, borrowed from uh, the Barshans uh, YouTube channel because they read it out on there and I, I had to search for it because it was so good. It's only a very short story, but it is brilliant. A court has rejected a six-year-old man's attempt to invoke the ancient right to trial by combat rather than pay a £25 fine for a motoring offence. I love this man. I love him. To get off for a £25 fine, he tries to invoke the, the ancient archaic law of trial by combat. Yes. Absolutely unbelievable. Leonard Humphreys remained Excellent adamant yesterday name. that his right to fight a champion nominated by the DVLA... <laughs> was still valid under the European human rights legislation. Why did he lose? Can you imagine? Because it's... What do you mean, why did he lose? Well, I want to hear his case. He might have had a good case. He said it would have been a reasonable way to settle the matter. Magistrates sitting at Barry St. Evans on Friday had disagreed, and instead of accepting his offer to take on a clerk from Swansea with, quote, samurai swords, gurkha knives, or heavy hammers, fined him £200 worth of costs... <laughs> Can you just imagine this man sitting that down, composing this letter? By do you reckon the, the judge? Do you reckon the judge did find the whole thing humorous? Or I, not? I hope so. Yeah, I really hope so. Humphreys, an unemployed mechanic, was taken to court after refusing to pay the original twenty-five fixed uh, twenty-five pound fixed penalty for failing to notify the DVLA that his Suzuki motorcycle was off the road. <laughs> after entering a not guilty plea. He threw down his, his unconventional challenge. Humphreys and Bayesian Evans said, I was willing to fight a champion put up by the DVLA, but it would have been to fight to the death. And that's the end of the story. Because <laughs> what, what if they said, all right then? Do you, what if they called his bluff? What, and actually said like the team yeah. boy? Said, yeah, no, no, no. And then, and then, and then like, the doors had opened and this fucking six foot five Hulk of a man from the DVLA came in like... Amazing. Like literally in armour and everything and he'd gone like, like four and, and, and he just got out of the wallet and put down the 25 quid <laughs> said forget it we just call it a day there yeah um, there's no comments on this story unfortunately brilliant story amazing there were no comments on the internet in 2002 Robert predates comments good point now this story I actually got off uh, angry people in local newspapers now I featured this for one reason because I think you all appreciate it because it's That's from very kind of you Rob. it's basically from a TV show that we both love Roland Rat <laughs> no Bottom no. No. Alan Partridge. Right, stop now. So this is from the Carlisle News and Star. 
Uh, the story is from... Oh, there's no, no, actually, there's no date on it. Oh, Star Wars. No. Oh, yeah, there we are. 20th, Star Wars. Stop. Kubrick. No. 20th of July, 2017. But that's it. I've covered everything. His family honoured his wishes by creating a scene for one of his favourite shows, The Legal Gentleman. Oh. His hearse was adorned with flowers spelling out a swear word. Maybe a joke he wanted to carry through his, his final journey. What Mr. Was? Stubbs, who lived in Etta... Uh, Etterbury Carlisle died on July 18th after battling cancer mm. his wife Jennifer and daughter Lisa asked uh, Tracy Lazonby of the final journey's funerals in Carlisle to make the arrangements his funeral was held on Tuesday at the Carlisle crematorium Tracy said he certainly got the whole city laughing and talking he loved comedy and loved his sketch Tracy put on the explanation on the Facebook page after the photo of the hearse car- driving down the Lothar Street went viral on social media. What did it say? Are you ready for this? Yeah. <laughs> no, it says bastard. <laughs> what have I got to do with League of Gentlemen? It happens in League of Gentlemen. Oh, of course. The car drives down, the, the hearse drives down. The, the, uh... I, do you know what, though? I'd have appreciated that more if it had the Alan Partridge reference of uh, stab. <laughs> yes, okay, possibly. So he very much loved. Uh, he was very much loved by his friends and family, and, and got the last laugh, just what he wanted. She told the, the news. And Did star, he get the last laugh though? Actually, sorry, I don't want to say. It's fine. <laughs> I'm just saying. Is that the last laugh? I don't know if it is. Well, I don't think anybody should be trying to get the last laugh. I'm another Alan Partridge reference, but needless to say, I had the last laugh. I don't think it's the aim of life, really. But yeah, I take the point. I don't know. I would choose not to do that because I think I don't want to. I don't want to, you know, potentially upset and offend people by having bastard written on the side of a hearse driving down the road. But it was, it was, I mean, it was his request. It's not like well, his. I, okay, so let's get into this, Rob. Should right. any funeral request be granted? Well, what, no. Where's the line? Where's the limit? I mean, th- that was in good, good. No, you're right, Alex. <laughs> Um, it's, uh, you know, we, I didn't manage to do it last week, but I have got it this week, and you know what I'm going to talk about, Rob, and that is... Chat mags. Hopefully. Chat mags, yes. yes. The return of the chat mags. Give me one second. Right. right. Yes, so what are some stories that have uh, cropped up here? Uh, right, so Take a Break magazine. Uh, just a few uh, headlines from Take a Break magazine. Um, some of some of these are becoming so bad. I, I don't do not actually feel comfortable reading them out. But some of them, honestly, are, some of them are really are really things that we just cannot read out on the technically comedy podcast. Right. Uh, I'm 17. I'm marrying my toy boy. 25, and our love life is Scorchio. Um, okay. <sighs> my son, 13, got his disabled sister pregnant again. Um, I don't really think that actually can. Sorry. What? It, yes. Um, Hindu disaster let me leg left me legless. I think that means literally. Um, Take a Break's Fame and Fortune edition, which is all to do with the supernatural. Ghost photo saved my mum's life. Um, I saw my soulmate in the washing up. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. My favourite one is this. Schoolboy shock, my best mate was a dead boy. <laughs> <laughs> what? You always wish we had the story. You can't expect me to pay for these. His best mate was, was a corpse. You're telling me. You went I should have bought that because it was only 69p. Yeah, you should have. Um, Love It magazine. This headline I cannot read out and will never read out. The front, I just cannot believe they have this headline on the front. In fact, can I just show it to you and you just say if you think that's appropriate for this kind of magazine? No, not the slightest. That is absolutely grotesque. Like, it's the fact when it's when you pair. How do they not get in trouble? When for there's these? pictures on there and when they're with this the, gaudy multicolored text, yeah. that is not appropriate. So, so I'll just so people know, there's a headline on here which has to do with the, the, the actual death of a child. 
And then above that are stupid stories like too fat to get a job. It's, <laughs> it's not appropriate to juxtapose no, to Stilford. Not in the slightest. Um, she, uh, oh, no, we can't have that one either. But my favourite, I think, of the week is um, while I was upstairs sleeping, Rat offered my friend £50 for sex. Roland, get back in your cage. Or get back. You know, you got Timmy Mallet. You got Kevin. You don't need to to offer people. Rat offered my. I don't think it does mean. Like, I think it means love rat. But we don't know. It's not. I must. Admit, I went straight to actually the vermin. I have to say, I like the idea. The rat was dragging around this fifty pound note. Anyway, from the seventy six p, the more expensive chat magazine. Uh, right. That's Life magazine, which is apparently packed full of true life, um, dirty. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? Well, Rob, you say that, but you can win a trip to Alton Towers. <laughs> right. Oh. Yeah. Right. yeah. Dirty Doc put our sex pics online, but I gave him a taste of his own medicine. Don't know what that's about. Sorry, hang on. Dirty... Dirty Doc put our sex pics online, but I I gave him... I thought the doc was the third party. He'd been watching people having sex. But I gave him a taste of his own medicine. Right. Um, Call me Jack E. Russell. I don't know what this is to do. Oh, call me Jack E. Russell. I got my dog a sex change. It's one of the stories. Why? Uh, Pure evil. He filmed himself crippling me. Right. And uh, killed over a bargain in Poundland, how would I ever cope alone? <laughs> That's not funny. I really should not be laughing at that. So oh, that, is, that, 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 that is your update, folks, for the, uh, the chat mags. Do you know what? Although I know they are awful, but honestly, that's one of my highlights of the week. Really? Is yeah. it really? Okay. I, I, I love them. I love them really. do, do, do we have any idea whether the listeners like them or not? Uh, they haven't said. Right. Um, okay. Uh, so final story. I did say that all my stories were animal related, and it was true, Rob, because this is from Granny Cuffy, the reporter for Wandsworth for the news shopper. Batsy Cats and Dogs Home warns pet owners not to follow extremely cruel trend of gluing painted claws on their pets. This is real. An animal charity has issued a warning about no, why... Wait, before you start this, I'm sorry. Yeah. Vent, Rob, go on. Hit me. People should not have to be told this. Hmm. Common sense should dictate that maybe this practice just is slightly cruel. If, they, if pets do not need painted nails, because they're not human... <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Um, but what that time I came over to your house and your cat was wearing lingerie, what was that about? That was a separate matter. It was a romantic she, evening. She she was she was feeling, you know, her, she just wanted to feel sexy again. An animal charity has issued a warning about a wiring train gaining popularity on social media where pet owners give their cats and dogs manicures to match their own nails. Oh, for fuck's Bassy sake. Cats and Dogs Home said painting your own nails might be a fun fashion statement, but the same is not true for animals. I mean, there's a, so there's a picture on Twitter of somebody who said, my cat decided to rip up our carpet, so check out her new claw covers, and, the, and the, 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 it's got glittery claw, oh, hang on. Glittery the, claw covers. These, on are bit, these are a bit different. These are cool as well, by the way, but it's not like people are getting manicures. Yeah, the claw covers are basically stop, stop cats and dogs scratching. They're still not nice, because cats actually need their, need their and claws. And they're multicoloured. Last month, five-year-old tabby cat Christina was caught in... Brought her to the rescue centre with red claw covers, which had been glued on. Oh, that left her unable to attract her claws. Which is really painful. The vets removed them but said it would have been a very stressful situation for the cat. Lindsay Quinlan, head of Cateries at Battersea, said it was extremely cruel to inflict this on animals. It stops them from displaying their natural behaviour. She said passion, pets are not fashion items. Anyone thinking about rehoming a cat needs to think carefully about what this means and realise that scratching is part and parcel of owning a cat. 
I know from my experience with your cat. Scratching is a natural behaviour for a cat as it helps maintain their claws so they can effectively groom themselves by using their nails as a comb. Scratching also helps a cat leave its scent to mark its territory. There are alternative ways to keep your cat from scratching your household furniture, for example, providing a suitable scratching post which should be tall enough to allow your cat to fully stretch. Horizontal scratching services are also available. After her claw covers were removed, Christina eventually found a new family to live with. Oh, that's nice to know. Isn't it? Um, yeah, so that's that, Rob. I mean, all I can say is there are other ways that you can make cats feel sexy. Okay, Robert, it's time for our... Oh, I thought you were going to do it. No. What? When have I ever done it? Oh, right. Well, listener I... story of the week. No, no, not that. Just say listener story of the week. Oh, right, Why are you okay. doing that? Because... <laughs> right. Okay. <sighs> so this is from... Now, this is... A long-time listener, but who's never submitted a story before. Um, also, what you wouldn't have been aware of is I found our last remaining local anaesthetic keyring, and I said on Facebook and Twitter, if anyone would like it, they could have it free of charge. I wanted that. Rob, how do you know they're a long-time listener if they've never submitted a story? Because she always likes our posts on Facebook, and she has them for years. And who is it? Amy. Amy. Amy from? Uh, Langley Mill. So what does Amy do? Uh, don't know. Where is Langley Mill? Just aside Nottingham. It's between sort of Nottingham and Derby, so this is from Would the Derby Would it be Telegraph. more rural then, or more... Uh, it's a small town, yeah. So what does Amy do? Oh, God. So, Amy, let me know if I'm correct. I think Amy... Okay. I mean, Amy. we could be here for a while. No, 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 no. Okay, I right. think Amy works in a gardening shop. Okay. Doing what sort of thing? Just just working at the Whatever the they do in a fucking gardening shop. Or whatever. Oh, well, there's a lot of things. You could be working in the cafe. You could be planting the plants. You could be digging the... I believe lawn. there's some horticulture involved. I did say horticulture. Okay, all right. Well, Amy, if, if Alex is you right, let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Do, what do I win? Uh, nothing. Because, I mean... Actually, no, do, you, do you know what? Because your record is, is so incredibly accurate, um, a pound. I'll give you a pound if you're right. Okay, because so far you're... A pound sterling? Uh, yes. Right. We, we... I don't want a pound of flesh or a pound of something else. Semen? No. Okay. So. Actually, yes. <laughs> if you can produce a pound of semen and bring it over, if you want to do that, Rob. It might take a couple of months. <laughs> okay. Right, so the story is from the Derby Telegraph. So now the third person submitting from the same fucking paper. Uh, but always appreciated, nonetheless. Uh... The story is from the 6th of July, and I think this was submitted by two different people, by the way, so I think Kyber also submitted this, but I've taken Amy's story, because he, she, she got there first. Yeah, Kyber, you've got to stop the air, because Kyber, Kyber's been dominating recently, we can't. True. The story's by George Allen, and the headline. This bus stop is blocking a new, front, a new home's front door, and you all find it hilarious. <laughs> I can't wait to see this picture. <laughs> People on social media are laughing at a new house that's being built right in front of a bus stop that's blocking the front door. Oh, God. They really will build anywhere, won't they? Yeah. The entrance to the, entrance to the empty house in Langley Mills Station Road is totally blocked by the inconvenient stop. As it stands, it will be very difficult for new owners to get in or out of the front uh, entrance and will be given double-decker passengers a sneak peek into their bedroom every morning. Um, business development manager oh. Julie Newing took a picture of the, the mishap and posted on Facebook has been shared more than 200 times since Monday the 44 year old said I noticed a couple of months ago I thought surely they'll remove it soon but apparently now they're saying they'll remove it when the house is sold what? <laughs> that is not appropriate no <laughs> who would buy on my pretense they're going to move it they, could, they just couldn't take the risk 
The mother of three said it was, it, uh, that she was pleased people had got a laugh out of the picture. She said, when there's so much rubbish in the world, you need this sort of thing. My, my family thought it was hilarious when they took it off. Uh, sorry, my family thought it was hilarious when it took off. I just kept saying to my children, does this make me Facebook famous? I mean, yes, I suppose it I does. I can't believe this person's more happy than having a few likes on Facebook than the fact she's got a fucking bus stop in front of her door. Well, it's not her house. Whose is it? No, that's what I'm saying. It's an empty house. Oh, right. The, 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 she just happened to take a picture of it. Sorry, yeah, I didn't realise. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so there's an empty house and basically the... Um, the uh, so you'd come to view this house and your first thought would be... And you'd just be to say, so that bus stop... Yeah, yeah, they're going to move it. Yeah. <laughs> But you can you can imagine the station saying, "Oh yeah, no, it's fantastic. It's got fantastic transport links." No, so come on, bus yeah, station. Yeah, I was going to say, how's the reframe? Yeah, the reframe is will be beautiful three bedroom house uh, available on the market with with bus stop adjacent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with with, with 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 unparalleled transport links. Yeah, I mean, it'd be quite nice if they like cut an arch to the back of the bus stop, so you actually walk through the bus stop into the house. <laughs> come on, s- there. Rob, you always keep me in suspense. Sorry, Alex. Uh, uh, here we are. I mean, it's literally blocking the front door. Sorry, listeners, I, I completely misunderstood the story. I thought we were talking about, you know, the buff, you know, you know, you know, the pylon that has the bus that has like the the, 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 the bus sign on it. Oh, I didn't. Know I it. thought it was literally just. Yeah, actually, the bus stop. Yeah, no. Rob has just shown me a picture. We're, we're not. Rob, this is ludicrous. Is that yes? Yeah, this, so this is a buff shelter outside the front of the house. But so far in front of it, there is no way to... How do you get in and out of the house? Well, I guess you have to go through the back door. <laughs> it's literally blocking the door. So if you were to come out the front door, there's nowhere to go. You're trapped by a glass or whatever it's made out of. Bus shelter. It's insanity. What I'd like to know is... I, I'd, I'd like to know whether the, the, the... I'd just smash a hole in that. Do you think? I wonder if the house if their, was there Their first. solution cannot be to cut a hole in that so you can walk through to get into your own house. You're going to post that on Facebook, I assume. I will do, yes. This is insane. I love the fact that Derby Telegraph has a picture of a ram jumping majestically across its banner. Yes. Well, I mean, whenever I think of Derby, that's what I think of. Um, we can be found. Not yet, Rob. Oh. We look forward with a mixture oh, of eager anticipation yet trepidation to our next episode, which will be episode 219, Rob, as we move ever more forward like... Oh. Well, like 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 a local wildlife sanctuary recovering from the drowning of their bees. Yeah. Um, the, that'll be a long, slow recovery, Rob. Yeah. Just like that, we'll move be. ever more forward to our next episode, which will be episode 219... And all that remains then is to give you our details. Don't worry, Rob, I'm not going to stray into that legal, ter- legal territory. Yeah, just to- uh, uh, we are. We can be found on our website, which is lapodcast.net. We're on facebook.com forward slash lapodcast. We're on Twitter. We're on iTunes. I do wonder, has anybody left us a review after my plea last week? Because I'm going to say it again. We need you to go onto iTunes. When we say iTunes, we mean the podcast app on your iDevice if that's what you're using and leave a review for this podcast preferably a favourable one it's very easy to do but it really help us out it does we're also on YouTube if you search for LA Podcast our channel will come up there and you'll see some videos there and yeah you, you know it already if you want to submit us a story there are a few ways you can do it post it on Facebook tweet it to us or email us the good old fashioned way lapodcast.net at gmail.com lapodcast.net at gmail.com most people do um, email us stories don't they I think, they do right? yeah which is good the vast majority of people yeah yeah so keep doing it. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. God bless. And keep it local.